Welcome to our Making History Parenting Podcast. My name is Chase. With me is co-host Jennifer Akers, but we have some more people that are with us today. And today we are continuing this conversation about uh, race and, and the family, uh, guiding our kids in the conversation of race, celebrating diversity. And today um, we, it's our third part of this series that we've done. Um, so Jennifer, why don't you tell us who our guests are? Yeah, so before we jump into the conversation today, we're so excited to introduce our two special guests today. So today on our call, we have Genevieve and Jose Duenas. Hey guys. Hello. And they are, they are the parents of two teen, teenagers. So they have Isabel and Pablo and Jen and Jose. They are passionate followers of Jesus. They're active in the life of Rolling Hills and women's and men's ministries. And they just have a desire to share Jesus with um, the community around them. So we're so excited to have you guys today. Well, Thank we're you so for having us. Thankful to be here. Yeah, and they, they, these guys are just so awesome. They serve in the church. Mm -hmm. They uh, teach our kiddos. And so I'm and involved in women's ministry at our church. So I'm very in men's ministry and all the, all the things. And so I'm very <laughs> grateful for these guys. Um, so Jose and Genevieve, you know, and we just, we're thankful to have this conversation with you. We know that this is an important conversation. And to get us started, I just want you to first, Tell us a little bit about yourselves and your family, and that would be how we're going to get started. Of course. Do you want the long story or the short story? <laughs> uh, whichever <laughs> one you feel comfortable with. Go ahead. Well, um, Jose was originally born in Mexico, Guadalajara, Mexico, and I was born in California. And we met in high school. I say high school sweethearts. I had a crush. Jose didn't. <laughs> he didn't know. <laughs> we were really good friends. And uh, of course, finally, when he found out, we were married. And we've been married now 16 years. We just celebrated our 16-year wow. wedding anniversary on October 2nd. We're parents of two, like you said. We have a middle school 13-year-old. Um, and we have a 15-year-old sophomore. He's in high school, very active. Um, so what I know about Jose and I, you know, he grew up with uh, his dad raising him, and I grew up with a single mom. So when we came together, we really just wanted to be the example for our kids of what it was like to have a family. And when we got together, we were raised Catholic. And um, we then became Christians and got baptized as adults. And we have taught our children um, all about Jesus and the importance of that. And we just wanted to put that as a foundation for our family. And our goal was to be married. No, you know, we wanted to do our very best to show mm -hmm. them what that was and uh, be passionate for each other and I love my husband and I love how he serves in the church because he's such a great example to our son to me and to my daughter and what it is to really represent um, Christ and everything that he does and by far mm -hmm. we're not perfect but um, we like to share our story with the truth because we want to be able to let people know that we are not perfect only God is and um, we fall short every single day. 
Through, that's our story. So through the process <laughs> of, uh, she mentioned something really interesting that uh, we became Christ followers through the process of us teaching our kids um, basically who God is. So like she mentioned, we were Catholics, so we knew of God, but we didn't know God. Um, mm -hmm. We knew that to go to church, we knew the sacraments are um, what to do first communion, you know, you're baptized when you're a child, um, go, to, go to church on Sundays when we should be going all the time, right? But uh, sometimes we forget about all the things that we were supposed to do growing up, and that was me. I, I, I stopped going until we realized that we wanted our kids to follow our foundation, some standards, and then we started learning more, and we actually became Christians. We found a good church. We started following and doing everything we're supposed to be doing, and but mainly for our kids at the beginning, and then to find out that this is what we need to do. <laughs> so we find Christ. I love that. You guys are amazing parents. You definitely set an example. We can see it in your lives. I think we just, we see it in our church family all the time with the way you guys lead and serve. So it's really cool how much your individual stories and your story as a couple has honestly just changed and affected the dynamic of an entire church with your leadership. So we're thankful mm -hmm. to have you guys here as part of this podcast, um, just especially hearing your story. So part of this, or the big part of this series is really talking about um, diversity and celebrating diversity and also just looking at this racial conversation that has been highlighted a lot over the past um, several months, which is a, a good thing. I'm glad that we're having these conversations. And so um, from your perspective today, what we really wanted to dive into, um, you guys bring the perspective of being a Hispanic family. And we want to know um, what has that been like for you this past several months? How has that affected your family? How have you, has that conversation come up in a different way um, with you and with your kids and the people around you. Um, what has it looked like for you from your perspective over this past several months with this conversation about um, racial tensions going on in our country? We have had some conversations about it, not many, um, because we have never really show our, our kids um, separation or in any way and and the way we do that is first it was the foundation um, for our kids our friends that everyone that they see around us and how we treat others it has nothing to do with race background color re religion and we've been thankful that God has put different people in our lives for us to be able to model how we should be. Mm -hmm. So our kids have never really questioned other than, than you know, what are we? <laughs> Meaning, mm -hmm. you know, are we Americans? Are we Mexicans? Are we Mexican-American? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, it, that conversation can go in detail just because my wife was born and raised in California. I was not, I was born and raised in Mexico. So we do look Mexican, but there's also that separation that, okay, 
just because you look Mexican doesn't mean you're from Mexico. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, just because you look Mexican doesn't mean you speak Spanish. And so mm. there's a lot of different things that we have to explain to our kids. But um, it has never really been an issue. I, I, I don't know if that explains. I, and I think, I mean, to piggyback on what Jose is saying, I remember um, when our children were really young, we went to a conference and they had a speaker and you may know who it is, it's Nick Vujicic. He's actually a speaker that goes all around the world and he has no limbs. Mm -hmm. And we have a picture with Isabel and Pablo and they're, we're hugging him and they're next to him. And I tell the kids, I said, from a young age, we wanted to put you around every different type of person because we never wanted them to look at someone and say, well, why do they look like that? Or why don't they have that? Because provided, you know, he has no limbs, he's out there. He's a speaker to so many people, not only young adults, but adults speaking at different conferences, just inspiring people and telling them his, his story. And I think from putting them around that type of atmosphere at a young age, they're more, um, how would I say, immune to they are God's people, just like us. Nothing makes them different, regardless of what they look like, regardless of whether they're missing limbs or the color of their skin. We love people. We love God ultimately first, and then we love all his people. And it's not just these people and these people, it's all people. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, we've talked to them about it and asked them different things, and that's what they tell us. You've always taught us we love everyone because they're God's people and that's just what we do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's kind of the running theme has been throughout all of these, this series um, is that we celebrate diversity, you know, that we, we, um, we're, we're not going to say that um, we're a people that don't, we don't see color. Um, in fact, we want to be the opposite. We want to be able to see color and celebrate color. Uh, and, and so that's kind of the big part of this conversation is that with this, with these, these, um, this racial tension that we have today is that we want to raise up the next generation to say, man, that there is inequality. Why is there inequality? But, but also to be able to look around and say, man, I, your culture may be different. You may look different than me, but, but God has made you fearfully and wonderfully and he has a purpose for you and you are created uniquely. All those things that we want, we want our, our kids to, to do. Now, for you guys, you have a couple of teenagers in the house. And with teenagers come different, different things and different opinions and different things. Um, so, the, how, you know, they've probably seen some things over the past few months. And, and you've, you said you had, you've had some conversations with them. You mentioned that. Um, you know, and it's probably not the first time that uh, you're – you know, they've engaged with maybe some conversations at school or maybe had something at different parts of their lives. Um, so I guess the question is, you know, maybe as you've approached this, maybe maybe it's reiterating, um, how have you guided your kids in this conversation? What are, or what are some steps for our parents as they're listening in to say, man, 
Um, this, this is really important to be able to guide your kids in this conversation in this way. So some of the things that we do talk about is what the Bible says. You know, what are we here to do? Um, to love God with all of our hearts and then to love our neighbors. And then we, we talk about it. So what does that mean? How, how do you do that? And, uh, and who is your neighbor, you know? And who's, yes. And, uh, and, and we do break it down and we do explain. And we also want to hear what they have to say. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the most important parts, it, it's us doing it and not like doing it to show them, but doing it as who we are and them seeing it. So, and, and I think we have done, a, like I said, it, it's all God and he has blessed us with a lot of different people in our lives that our kids are able to see and not just us word, using words and saying, well, this is what the Bible says, but then we're thinking differently or, or doing something that we're not supposed to be doing. So having those conversations, it's, it's the crucial conversations that we have to have with our kids. They're growing older. They're hearing, seeing a lot other stuff outside of the house. Mm-hmm. And we want to hear what they think, how do they react, and and what are the conversations that they're having? And that's basically making sure we do communicate. Uh, that's one of the main things. I, I do still have once in a while sit down at the table and eat and make sure they're there with no distractions, having conversations. A lot of the times they fight it, at this age but uh after five minutes they'll start saying what's going on and what they're thinking and what happened in school and it takes takes a little bit of time but but they still do it and sometimes they don't tell us but we'll be driving in the car somewhere and we can hear them in the back seat going back and forth about some of the things that are going on. So it's a great thing about being a mom, Jen, multitasking. You can be (laughs) over here, but you can still be hearing what's going on. All the conversations back there. Jose and I Mm -hmm. are talking. We're like, did you hear what they said? Did you hear Mm -hmm. this happen? So Mm -hmm. just things like that. And just listening, because I know that sometimes I am fast to react. I start to panic as a mom, a panic mode. So they'll say this happened. I'm like, what do you mean? So Jose's like, hey, you have to be a little bit more calm when they say something. Even if you don't agree with it, just let them keep talking. Just mm-hmm. listen. Just like, kind of nod your head. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about it later, just you and I. But let's just let them tell us. So um, being able to just be present, be quiet, let them speak. Sometimes they aren't ready when you ask, but then they're able to communicate to us, hey, well, this happened at school. And be like, oh, really? What happened? And then they just start telling us. I love that. I love that. I think you've made some really good points there. And that's that's great parenting advice outside of even the race conversation. Because you mm-hmm. you said your first thing you said was listen. You know, that that's really important for parents to to know and understand. Because we're we're we think that sometimes we think that we're just coaching, 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 coaching. And sometimes we just need to sit and listen 
at what are they actually engaged in? What kind of conversations they have? And what are they hearing about, about this season? What are they hearing? Um, what are their friends telling them? What are they hearing from their, um, their friends' parents? Like those kind of things. And you, the, the other thing you said without saying it is you just be present. You just be aware. Like you're riding in the car instead of on your phone or instead of focusing on other things, you're focusing on a conversation that your kids are having in the back seat. You're really engaged with them. You're present. So I love that. Great, great words of mm -hmm. wisdom. Yeah, that's really helpful. So um, parenting tip moment from y'all. So we, I, I feel like sometimes we hear families and parents say, well, there's not a lot of diversity in my life. There's not a lot of diversity in my kid's class or at their, in their soccer team or, um, you know, I think that I, we hear that sometimes said. So what would your advice be on, or what has worked well for your family on how do you find those places where there's diversity? What do you do um, to make sure that your kids are seeing that and can celebrate that? Like you said, you took them to see the speaker, Nick, at such a, you know, at a young age and they're already seeing that diversity from a young age, what has worked well for you and for your family and your kids starting maybe even young and now as they're teenagers, what kind of things do you do? I mean, uh, one thing personally is I'm, <laughs> I grew up in a home where I used to dance and um, I did Mexican folk dancing. Jose, <laughs> Jose would make fun of me. And um, so much. I want to see that. <laughs> I'll show you a picture. <laughs> yes. So, that um, you know, you see these things on TV and it's like Cinco de Mayo and everyone's celebrating. That's what I try to explain to people when they're like, what exactly is that? So that's what I did. And we would travel everywhere and the kids did it at a young age. And it was really just to be able to share with them where we come from you know, I'm not, I was not born in Mexico, but I wanted to share with them that part of our culture. You know, during um, November is Day of the Dead. And it is in our cultures, when you remember your loved ones have passed away, you put pictures of them, maybe make food that they used to like, you tell stories about them, um, different things like that. So being able to teach them the heritage you know, sometimes mm. I call Jose's family and I ask them, can you tell me a little bit more just so I can teach that to my kids? When we first moved to Tennessee, we moved here five years ago from California. Um, my son started soccer and luckily we had a Jamaican coach and Pablo was mm. uh, playing soccer and he was doing, he was struggling. And, um, the coach said, you know, why don't you try this uh, club? It's, it's not a club, but a lot of kids go there that their parents can afford to send them to club soccer. There's really good kids. There's all different, you know, ethnicities, and it will really help your son to feel um, comfortable and see different types and different techniques and different people from all walks of life. And I'm like, well, it's kind of far. And he's like, well, just try it. So I saw Pablo struggling and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to see him struggle because it was something he really enjoyed. So I took him there and it really helped him just feel comfortable. He met so many people. We got connected to a coach that played for a national Colombian team. He's became one of our closest friends. 
And it was just a way for him to interact with other kids and just learn something. So I feel like sometimes as parents, we need to step out because our kids are not going to know what to do. So we're really big on learning about other cultures as well. Um, we try to be as involved as possible in Nashville, in Franklin, you know, there's a lot, not right now, but generally there's a lot of different fairs, a lot of different um, activities you can do just to have your kids around other, um, other things and not just the same thing all the time. So we try to really yeah. keep them involved. We try to contribute in the church as much as we can to different causes. We're not just, we're just doing this, but whatever we can do to help and be a part of something. And that's exciting for us. We're people, people. <laughs> so we yeah. love to be around people. So this time right now has been a little bit of challenging. You know, when I went back to church, I cried the first day because I was just mm. so excited to see everybody yeah. and have that community because it's I so agree. important. So those are a couple of things that I have done. Yeah. Mm. I love that you mentioned the talking about your heritage. I think that's something that maybe we miss um, sometimes in our families that, you know, my grandmother was really big on talking about our, our heritage. We were German. And so there's, she had all of these studies that she did and she actually went there and she made this huge book. Um, but we don't naming mainly, we don't cover that very much with our kiddos. And I think that's a good reminder you know, what's happening around us, obviously, with this racial conversation is important and to look at diversity around us, but also even within our own families, you know, you're not just one color of your skin. You've got, we all have so many um, parts to us and looking back and saying, what is our culture? What is our family's heritage? Where are we from? What is our story? And looking further back. And I love that. I love that idea. That's a really cool, a really cool perspective. And then you can't, you know, one, one of the running themes we've heard is you can't lead your kids to a place you've never been. And so mm -hmm. for you guys to be able to take that first step and say, you know what, we, we've got to experience this ourselves. We got to lead them down this road um, to know where, where we're going, you know, and where we want to take our kids ultimately is a, is a great, a great conversation, great thing to do. Um, so as parents who are trying to raise world changers, which, you guys are and passionate followers of Christ. What's the most important thing that you can teach them about this conversation? There's many, <laughs> but uh, just just throw them. <laughs> so, so I think with 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 this and when the previous question. You have to know your kids. In our case, our kids are completely opposite. Uh, Pablo is very quiet and reserved. He's not, not that he's not social, it's just the way he he acts is different than what Isabel. Mm -hmm. Isabel is looking for attention and she's looking to do things that it's gonna, you know, put a light on her. And, and they're completely opposite. So. I try to motivate Pablo to be more outgoing, but mm -hmm. I try to slow down Isabel to be more relaxed at times. <laughs> so, so it's tough, you know, and, and you want to give him advice, but the, the advice that you're going to give one, it's not going to be the same one as it is for the next one. So it's, it's really hard. 
So one of the things that I do work on is their character. And I try for them to understand who they are, who they are in Christ, who they are has nationality, because we, we have these conversations because Isabel is just like, oh, so I'm a Mexican. I'm like, you're a Mexican-American. Uh, you were born in California. Now your dad is Mexican. So that makes you a Mexican-American. You have to understand what the difference is. Well, why don't I speak Spanish? I said, well, because that was my fault for not teaching you Spanish. <laughs> so there's a lot of different conversations. And they have to be able to know who they are and what they can bring to this world and, and who God created them to be because they're also a miracle. So they have to know that. Um, mm. And and one of the things that I, I try to tell them, and, and it might be hard, I say, look, there's no one better than you, but you're not better than anyone. So for them to work on themselves to be humble, but at the same time know that they're not limited. And that's one of the things that my wife and I, I mm. we try to do. We try to make sure they know that they can go anywhere they want mm -hmm. and never say, well, I can't go here because I am this, whether, you know, a girl, a boy, Mexican, um, it doesn't matter. So, so everything we do, it, it's kind of like intentional. We don't, mm. we don't just go to places where we, we think we belong because that's not the case. No, he's, he's so right on that. And I think us deciding to move here, I don't know how much you know about that, but we moved here with literally our luggage and that was it. Not knowing a single person. We knew one person, one person. And, and we met we, a week before we, we moved. <laughs> a week before we yeah. moved here. So we say yeah. it was all God. But wow. we wanted to show our kids not to be afraid and to go where mm -hmm. God leads you. We had no idea why we were coming here. We thought we knew. Yeah. But God had such a bigger story. But, I mean, we slept on the floor in an apartment. And we said, we're going to do this. And there was times where Jose and I, I mean, I cried. And we prayed. And just blessing after blessing. And I'm like, there is no way that this was just a coincidence. This is all God from the beginning and to see mm. where we are today and be able to be that example to our kids and say, you can do anything. Cause remember where we started and we showed that to them. We left everything we had, kids going to private school, living in a home, having everything, me working in a six figure job, Jose in his career and came here with just our savings. That was it. And just a dream that we thought we were going to make happen. But God had another plan. And we're so thankful for that because we wouldn't be on this, you know, podcast if it weren't for his plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That That's is good. amazing. I love hearing your story. Did you have, did you have something else to add, Jose? No, just to, to, to not, not to be afraid. Not and to be afraid. Yeah. God, God is with us and, you know, and uh, I don't want to misquote the verse, but it's in Genesis where Joseph tells his brothers that uh, 
the brothers were feeling guilty about throwing him in the pit. This is this is after. And Joseph is like, it wasn't you. <laughs> it was God who sent me here to save many lives. Mm. So a lot of the times we think our circumstances or where we come from, but it, it's not it's not that. It's God <laughs> that is using you. If you're obedient, he'll he'll lead you. So it's mm. yeah. good. You guys have an amazing story. I wanna I wanna hear more of it. <laughs> we have um, one more question we kind of as we kind of wrap up our time together, and this is just kind of getting practical. So um, and you've already mentioned some really great ideas, but just as we kind of close out our time, what are some what are just some practical thoughts, some tips um, when it comes to conversations we can have, things we can do, things that can move into the normal rhythm of our family and our routines um, to just help us continue this conversation of of seeing diversity in the world and celebrating it and um, making it a part of our everyday lives, even if it normally isn't. Um, how can you encourage parents as we kind of wrap up our time and give us some more tips? Jennifer, I think one of the main things that um, it's that, know, knowing where you came from and teaching mm -hmm. that to your kids and just treat others the way you want to be treated. So it's, it's, telling them, you know, who they are, why they're here, and why others belong here, and mm. treat them just like God's, God's children. And not only that, I think um, asking people what is, tell me your story, tell me about your family. That's a practical one. I feel like sometimes we're in this busy society where it's just do, 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 and we don't just sit down and say, can you tell me your story? Tell me about your family, your grandparents. Yeah. You said, you know, you have a little bit about, you have German in your family. Can mm -hmm. you tell me about that? You know, right. I had a foreign exchange student from Germany. Mm -hmm. So now I want to hear about that. And that's actually how we got that's together. Oh, <laughs> for her. That's really cool. Yes. So it's just, tell me your story. I want to learn more about you and your story and not make assumptions. Cause I think sometimes we're so so quick to jump. My daughter tells me all the time, you know, mom, stop being so judgmental. And I'm like, oh, that's terrible. I don't want to be that, you know, pray for me so that I'm not judgmental, but just asking people and not jumping to conclusions of what I think their story is. Mm -hmm. mm. That's so good. There's lots of, lots of practical things. You guys, um, I wrote down some notes here, um, but over the course of, of our time and, um, uh, I love that even over the course of our time, you said, know your kids, one of those practical things to help our kids in this season, because once you know your kids and know their tendencies, you can begin to build that character within them and really help them know, um, not know who they are in Christ. I think at that point, then you can begin to navigate, Hey, this is how God designed you and created you. I, I love that and still selflessness, don't be afraid. But when you got to the practical too, where you came from, number two is why others belong here too. <laughs> it's so good. And, and then tell me your story. Yeah. Um, we don't, yeah, I think you're right. I think we, we tend to live in a culture, in a society that's quick to make assumptions first, and then we'll figure it out later. Um, what would it look like for me to really get to know you? And oh, past three podcasts, what we've understood is that the, the closer I am to a person, 
to a situation, the more complex it becomes for me because it's more personal for me, right? It's more personal to me whenever I know your story, I know about you because I then begin to care for you as well in a different way. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He took time to know who we are. Um, uh, and so much so that he gave his life. So ultimately, um, that's what we're here for and why we're here. So guys, thank you so much for having this conversation with us as we wrap up this series. Again, um, you guys are amazing. We're so grateful to have, we get, we get to, to see you guys all the time because we're at Rolling mm -hmm. Hills. We, you know, there's other people that listen to this podcast outside of Rolling Hills. So um, we're just fortunate enough to have you guys as a part of our church. So thank you so much. And thank you for having thank us. You. Yes, thank you so thank much you. for this.